0: Today we have a number of um, God sightings. Um, Madeline mentions the God sighting that um, the people from this church who show up for care and help and comfort in so many different ways, just the way that we see God through the care that that y'all offer each other. So um, thank you to everybody who's a part of that. Um, This past Wednesday, Tuesday... Um, there was a gathering on the um, lawn where we normally do our Wednesday farmer's markets, and that gathering was um, uh, convened by a number of um, our neighbors and local pastors. And it was really powerful and really difficult. Um, They had received from the Library of Congress the um, records of sale of slaves that happened in Burke County between 17... I believe it was 1790 and 1851. And there was uh, um, the descendant of um, slave owners from our county and the descendant of slaves from our county who um, took turns to read aloud the records of those sales, and um, it was a powerful <laughs> and, um, and painful um, experience to, to hear those read, um, but it was such, for me, a um, God-sighting in that just the amount of um, courage and spiritual maturity it takes for people to show up and to pray and to bear witness that um, this is a part of our history and the names of the enslaved people who were read are people who built the roads that we um, have upgraded but still drive on and the infrastructure that helps us to live our day-to-day lives. Um, I'm really, really grateful for folks who are working hard to remember well, to recognize the big and complex parts of our history and to try to bring that to God in prayer, knowing that we also do so in brokenness and um, without a lot of um, easy answers, without any easy answers. Um, But it was really a God sighting for me that the the leaders of this community are um, stepping into a really hard space and trying to do that with a lot of prayer and attention, so Um, I expect and imagine that there will continue to be conversations going on in our county and I hope and pray that we as God's people can um, enter that space in a way that, um, (laughs) you know, in a way that that we can, knowing that it's really hard, Um, but also that when we tell the truth and when we gather together with God's beloved people, there is a chance for healing that is not available in other ways. So um, God's citing for those doing that good work and for God's um, care and guidance and presence in all the steps of um, truth and of reconciliation. Um, prayers for those efforts as they continue. Prayers for Joe and Joanne, um, who are on our um, the team that cleans the church um, we had been praying for them with a surgery. She had a, a reaction to an anesthetic from her surgery and he has a postponed surgery. So I'm um, just lifting up Joe and Joanne for the pain that they are experiencing and for the recovery, um, the, the road of recovery that they're on. Prayers for Betty McMahon for healing um, for her. Prayers for Kathy Robinson and the and family um, at the death of Kathy's husband Steve Robinson. You might remember that we had been praying for him um, through his treatments, and um, now at the time of his death, we pray for his wife Kathy and for their family. Um, prayers for Butch Duckworth, Senior, and for Karen Revis. Um, On Father's Day, we offer special prayers for all the dads and for um, those who may, you know, find the day hard for whatever reasons that might be. God, our Father, we give you thanks for your love poured out on the world in creation in sustaining your creation, in caring for and comforting your children in each step of our lives and of our history. We pray, O God, that you would teach us what it is to receive true and pure and holy love. We pray that you would teach us to love in ways that reflect you, in ways that are full of peace and blessing, in ways that heal and that change. We pray, God, not only for this congregation, but for your church throughout the whole world. Where people gather in Jesus' name, may they be filled with your love. And may that love fill your world, and may it make a difference. We pray for those who make decisions that affect so many people. Following this week, we pray especially for the leaders of the G7 and of NATO. May the values they speak with their lips be the values that truly guide them as they lead our world community. We pray for Joseph, our president, and Roy, our governor, for all those elected and appointed to be our leaders. We pray for this, our community of Morganton. God, as leaders in our city and our county, seek to listen and to learn, to remember our history well and to lean into new ways of healing and of justice. We pray that you would fill them and all of us with your spirit. Give us the courage and the maturity to lean in even and especially when it's hard to walk through our emotions of resistance or anger or fear or avoidance to listen to our neighbors and to always trust you for truth and healing and hope we pray oh god for each person listed in our prayer concerns today may those folks receive your blessings and peace and healings in just the way they need them most. We pray, O God, for others who have asked for our prayers and we remember those who have no one to pray for them. Hear our prayers, O God, gather them to yourself and gather us to yourself as we pray the words that Jesus first gave us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. Our scripture this morning comes from John chapter 15, beginning with verse 12. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. I am giving you these commands, so that you may love one another. These are the words of God for God's people, and we say, thanks be to God. So it's a little tough to try to find a last scripture. The words to share as we wrap up our time together and as I move into my next chapter and as you prepare for ministry and love of God with a new pastor who will lead and serve you very well. Now, faith, hope, and love abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. There is no fear in love, for perfect love casts out all fear. By this they will know that you are my disciples when you love one another. God is love, and whoever loves knows God and is loved by God. The greatest of these is love. This is my commandment, says Jesus that you love one another as I have loved you. Love. God's love for the world, our call to love one another. Well, it sounds simple. It sounds overly simple. God's love, that's it. That's where we come from. It's what we're filled with. It's what gives us our meaning and our purpose. It's what we are called to, and it's what we have the joy to share in the world. It's what makes the difference. With God's love, this world is beautiful and worthy of our belonging and our best hopes and efforts. And without God's love, nothing else really matters, does it? So we're lucky that God's love depends nothing on us. Nothing on this world at all. It just depends on God being who God is. And there's nothing that any of us can do to mess that up. It's not in our power. There's nothing that any of us can do to lose that. It's not in our power. God is love. And those who love know God and are known by God. So in the beginning, God loved. And God loved so much that God's love poured out even from the trinity of God's presence. And there's creation. There's a world. There's people and animals and sunsets and all the things, because God's love poured out from God. And of course, we God's creation, we human beings are not able to fully embrace that love, not able to remember it, not able to let it be enough for us. It's kind of a mystery why but we mess up and we turn away from God's love and Jesus, Jesus came and is God's love among us. What does it look like for God to love the world? Well, we have gospels to show us that. It looks like touching those who are outcast. It looks like paying special attention to the ones who are lonely or lost or broken or forgotten. It means showing up when things are hard. It means standing against those who would judge or condemn or reject other human beings. And it means standing in God's love even when that love leads to death. On a cross if we want to know what it really looks like that God loves us in the world Jesus showed us that that's how he could say this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you because he had walked with them and loved them well in ways that they could feel and receive in practical day-to-day doing-the-dishes kinds of ways and in great big healing love kinds of ways. Jesus could say, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you because he had loved them and he has loved us and he loves us well. In our era of the church we don't see Jesus face to face in God's human form though he has told us that we see the face of Christ in our neighbors and especially in the poor but one way that the Holy Spirit has been described is the Realization of the love that passes between Father and Son, the perfect love that binds God together as God, is known as the Holy Spirit, and that Holy Spirit is poured out upon us again, not because we have done anything right, but because God is God, and God is love, and God chooses over and over and over to pour out God's love for God's people. And so as the scripture just before what I read today, Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Abide in me as I abide in you and you will bear much fruit. Our role is not to figure everything out our role is not to get it right our role is not to grow the church or prove our worth our role is to be loved by jesus to be willing to set aside the things that get in the way to be willing to forego all the things we try to do to prove who we are All those things we hold on to thinking that they are what are going to save us, what are going to make us feel confident, what are going to help us make our way in the world. And when we hold on so tight to them, they end up becoming barriers to the one thing that really matters. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you as you live into that role of being deeply loved by the God who created you, just being loved, you will grow in that love and that love will fill you and you will have opportunities to love one another as Christ has loved us, to show God's love in the world. It sounds Simple, And it is simple. Simple, but not easy. It means making our decisions asking, am I abiding in God's love? Does what I'm doing right now open me more to the love of God? Or does it cut me off from the love of God? Does this choice lead me to love well? in my household, in my neighborhood, beyond my neighborhood, in the world? Are we individually making choices that help us love well? Are we as a church focusing on the activities, the programs, the attitudes, the relationships that help us to love well? Jesus loves us. We know it because the Bible tells us. We know it because God's people have loved us with God's love. We know it because we have the chance to love actively and continually in the world. This church has received God's love and loved well for thousands of babies who have the diapers they need, because you have received the love of God and you have shared it in the world. People who had no place to belong, no job, no stable connections in this community have joined our bakery staff, have been loved well, have turned it around to love well, have reached beyond themselves and found new places to connect and to care. Because this congregation has received the love of God and this congregation has chosen to let it overflow in God's bakery housed in our building. There are children that we have not even met yet who will have safe and secure homes to live in. They will have parents supported by a community who care for their thriving and who will stand beside them and walk behind them and help them to find new avenues of hope and of thriving for their families and those young people's lives will be changed because all the research says that when a child is in a stable home they have a chance for thriving in the world that's better And that will happen because this congregation has received the love of God, has been transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit, and has been willing to pass that love on in tangible ways. Nobody wants to stay here for all the time it would take to talk about all the ways that y'all have received the love of God and chosen to pass it on. And no one of us can even imagine yet what other ways God will choose to love you well, to fill you with grace and courage, and to lead you on to share that love in ways that change lives and in ways that we don't even know yet. After today, I will not be your pastor, but I will be your sister in Christ. And I will continue to be so grateful for the ways that God is choosing to love through the people of St. Matthew's United Methodist Church. Thank you. Thank you for so many years and so many seasons of receiving and living the love of God. And thank you for the chance to walk with you in that for this season. I have truly been blessed and I know that as we go forward to love and to serve God separately, that we will be changed and strengthened for our next season by the way that God has blessed us together in this season. I love y'all and I'll miss you and I'll hold you in my heart and I know that as we seek to live in God's love, we will be carried forward in good ways and holy ways and even if it's not your pastor as your sister in Christ, we will be able to rejoice together in those good things that God is doing. Um, Tom, I think I'm supposed to do something. And I told you I was not going to be functioning after this point. So please do what I'm doing.
1: Lane said something just a while ago that you know, Courtney and Lindsay's moved away. They are still part of St. Matthew's Church. You and your family will always be a part of St. Matthew's Church. So, uh <clears throat> Lane came in a personal time with our family. Uh, my dad was sick. And... she used the term transitioning to another life. And it was really important. At the same time she was dealing with her own father's death. If you've lost a mom, dad, husband, or wife, you know that that is definitely one of Elaine's gifts from God, is doing memorial services in there in a the time of of what need that we really need, so uh, forever eternal grateful for the time you spent with my dad <laughs> now, on the lighter side, i 'm bad about noticing everything. I loved the couple of days that I came by and you and your family were playing frisbee in the yard. <laughs> I thought, of all the things family can do together and they were out there playing frisbee and I thought that was the neatest thing. And uh, so James and Will are not here, Martin and Philip, but you know that they're going to miss you tremendously and aggravate you, Philip. <laughs> so they'll have to find somebody else to aggravate. So <laughs> We wish for you to have a wonderful uh, new school, new house, and what an exciting time for you guys moving into a new environment. Clint, we've talked already. Our Sunday school class has been tremendous, uh, growing in God's spirit. And so um, the little things that you don't know, everybody has seasons in their lives. And you don't know, I used to talk about Tommy Adams. Tommy Adams stayed in my life for 10 years. Some people stay in your life for two minutes or 30 seconds. and I got a chance to meet Clint's mom. How nice and wonderful she was to a stranger the two times I spoke with her just in that brief time. And uh, I've met Elaine's mom and how nice they are and how wonderful they treated me as a stranger. So uh, what we're gonna do today is uh, you can stand or you can come down up front If you have a a gift, a lot of people individually have already given cards and things to your family. But uh, if you would, just come on down front. We're going to say a prayer. I'll let you offer up a prayer. And if the family will come up front, you can stay right where you're at. That's fine, too, if you can come on up and surround the family. Okay, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just ask that your blessings rain down from heaven in the heaping measures, that you put this family in your arms, take care of them, be with them through this period of transition, and just lead them, guide them as you have already. We're truly blessed. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen.